Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Welcome into the program. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Eumanns. Paulie is out the entire week as we are live in downtown Las Vegas. Circus Sportsbook at the Resorts and mm. Casino on tap today. We have uh, Jeff Davis in 45 minutes. He is the uh, leading, well, he does all the NHL and golf here at Circus Sports. Good dude and uh, very good at his uh, job as well. Uh, Wes Reynolds is going to be on the program. We'll talk some golf with him coming up in two hours. And Nick Bogdanovich from William Hill later on in the program. We were going to have Jeff Seely on today, but uh, it might be trouble. Uh, we might have a little trouble tracking him down today. The way it appears. Uh, lost his phone? Apparently, Jeff uh, Seeley lost his cell phone and uh, left it in an Uber last night. I think he was out in Milwaukee. Wasn't Indy Jeff in Milwaukee last night watching the Bucks game? Is that what he's doing? Yeah, so um, I think he lost his or left his phone in an Uber on the way home. And hey, man, sometimes that stuff happens. Good luck, Jeff, finding the phone because it, it really sucks when you lose your cell phone. Does it happen to you? You know, believe it or not, I have not lost my cell phone in about four and a half years. I almost don't even want to have this conversation because I'm on such a great stretch right now. You don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it because I feel like it's going to fall out of my pocket at some point today. It's going to shatter on some concrete, (laughs) right? It's like, uh, okay, I've had zero problems recently for, actually recently, for a long, long time. And uh, boy, that does, the the thought of that. And I'd like to sit here and tell you I'm all tough and like, yeah, I'd love to go without my cell phone for a long time. Mm -hmm. The reality is I'm on it. 
a lot during the day. I mean, I'm checking scores so often my phone, uh, my eyes are going dizzy. Uh, I hit that score app an average probably of uh, 30 times a day. Uh, just, I mean, You know, when you bet 100%. baseball games, whatever, you're constantly checking the score app, and uh, yeah, I'd hate to be without it. It sucks how much we depend on things like a cell phone, but that's uh, the truth. Uh, so you, were you on it much when you were on vacation in Hawaii? Uh, no, to be honest, I tried to get away from it, and yeah. for several hours at a time, I, w- I would turn it off, maybe for five or six hours at a time, then turn it back on, check messages, and turn it off again. But uh, Sunday, I was trying to track the golf, and I wish I had kept the phone off. <laughs> you wish you lost it then, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, we're going, we're, we start a vacation on Sunday, and uh, my plan is to be like, eh, okay, Wifey poo, it's you and me, nobody Ooh. else, right? Wifey poo? No, I'm just, I, okay. you know, jo- I like to joke around. Okay. Um, I'm not going to be on the phone. Hopefully I'm not because it does kind of, you know, take away from the vacation a little bit. You want to spend time like at the beach. Does she get upset if you're on the phone too much? On vacation for sure. Yeah. I don't blame her. And I would be at her as well. Like, are we going to do something today? Are we going to have fun? Are you going to sit here, look at Instagram all day long? You know, what, what's the fun in this? Well, so, also when you're on vacation next week, you're probably not going to be betting games. No, no, I'm not going to be, really. Are you going to basically take a week off from betting? If you take time off from betting, you don't have to check the score app every 15 minutes. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I'm just going to, you know, get away from it all, recharge. Football season's around the corner. Mm -hmm. I'll probably do some reading the way it looks, which, my God almighty, it's a miracle. That's part of the plan anyway. Reading. Catch up on some stuff. People still do that? I guess. Uh, up next, we will we'll, uh, we'll recap game number one, how it went, how Giannis looked, updated in, uh, NBA series price, and we need more midweek matches coming up here on Follow the Money. This is Brad Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Tampa Bay Lightning hosting Montreal. Game five of the Stanley Cup final. Tampa Bay up three games to one and concludes their second consecutive cup with a win today. They're the $2.20 home ice favorite. Montreal plus 200, five over the total. Chris Paul with 32. Suns over the Bucks, 118-105. as a five-point favorite in game one of the NBA Finals. Giannis Adetokounmpo did return for the Bucks, 20.17 rebounds. Phoenix, a five and a half point favorite in Thursday's game two, total 221 and a half. The Cubs have dropped 11 straight. They're a dollar 30 dog today at Wrigley against the Phillies. These hen breaks down all the betting angles for UFC 264 from Las Vegas from the prelims to the main event featuring Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. Get sharp betting analysis from the industry's top UFC handicappers, including analytical insight on every fighter and prop available on the card. vcin.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Good to have you on board here on a Wednesday. VSIN is your betting headquarters for the big UFC match coming up this weekend. We're bringing you in depth analysis of the McGregor Poirier main event, plus key bouts on the undercard from our full team of experts, including Lou Finacaro, Reed Kuhn, and Jordan Sherwood. Sign up for the free VSIN newsletter to receive our digital guide. And tune in Saturday at noon Eastern for First Strike, our live preview show hosted by Dave Farah and Matt Brown with live updates from all of our fight experts. 
Get everything you need for betting on UFC 264 and sign up now for the free UFC 264 betting guide at vcin.com slash free. So the Suns had little problems pulling away from the Bucks in the second half last night before they covered Game 1 of the NBA Finals. And uh, that was a fun day, tracking everything with Giannis when he was upgraded uh, you know, at one point from doubtful to questionable. And then he played... And uh, I got to be honest, I thought he, you know, for when the, he was on the court, you know, he was stumbling around a little bit. The knee mm. gave him a little, you know, some fits during the game. But he, for the most part, I thought it looked pretty damn good. <laughs> I thought he looked great. Yeah. Uh, when you're questionable, doubtful, upgraded questionable to play a game, and you come out with 20 points and 17 rebounds, uh, that's pretty damn good. So I thought the freak made a uh, uh, a great comeback last night for the Bucks, but obviously it was not enough because their shortcomings on the defensive end of the floor were uh, too much last night. They were exposed by Chris Paul in the pick-and-roll offense, and uh, the Bucks have got to be better defensively. Yep, yep, totally agree. They have to be, and I don't, is that, is that an option for them? I mean, can they, because nobody, I'll give you something that uh, JVT said to me uh, last night. Um, many people want Budenholzer to go Giannis at the five, not realizing in the series that he can't. If uh, you do that, you need another guard on the floor. Bryn Forbes got wrecked in that role in game number one, and you can't do Giannis, uh, P.J. Tucker, Bobby Portis, Middleton, and Drew. There's no ball handling. And that, this is where, really, they, they are missing Dante uh, DiVincenzo. And, and right, like right. every, it's all about matchups. Like every series is going to be a little bit different. I was begging for more minutes from Bobby Portis in the Hawks series. Yeah, you and I both. Right? Now, and, and, but I don't get like how Budenholzer is so reluctant to play the guy. He had six minutes deep into the game last night. You're like, Coach, what are you do? Why is Connaughton getting you know, 20 minutes in this game and <laughs> Portis can't play? But I honestly don't know if Portis has a great... Maybe he does. Maybe he could actually be more effective. But I don't know what his role is going to be overall against the Suns. And Matt, if you, if you like, now with Giannis back, you're going to put Portis back on the bench. And if Portis, Portis doesn't give you much, the Bucks bench stinks... Uh, yeah, I think for the most part you're correct about that. That's uh, unfortunate because I think Bobby Portis should be a bigger contributor off the bench. Last night he had 14 minutes. Pat Connaughton played 28. Again, double the minutes of Bobby Portis. I don't get it. Uh, there's There's got to be some reason Budenholzer and his staff think that Pat Connaughton should be on the floor twice as much as Bobby Portis, but I can't figure it out. Yeah, neither can um, I. But the, uh, the, the Bucks' problems last night had a lot to do with uh, just – mismatches being exposed on uh, the defensive end of the floor and not not adjusting their pick-and-roll defense. And Chris Paul picked it apart like a veteran should. Uh, and Devin Booker did not have a good shooting night. Uh, in fact, from three, Booker was one for eight, and he was eight for 21 overall. But still, Chris Paul was good enough uh, operating, orchestrating the offense that the, um, the Suns managed to win the game comfortably, and it goes over the total. 118 to 105. A uh, total of uh, 223, so it goes over last night. I think uh, most of the sharp money was on the over, even though it was not, let's say at times, a, uh, a very pretty offensive game. It was effective. There were 30 made three-pointers last night. A lot the of Bucks them. outscored the Suns by 15 points behind the three-point line, but lost the game by 13. Mm-hmm. All right, I will say free-throw shooting is one thing that people don't talk about much, but it's always a, it's a huge aspect of many games. Last night, the Suns were 25 for 26 at the free throw line, and that's a, that's a huge deal. Absolute killer. Yep, 
So DeAndre Ayton played well, had those uh, 19 rebounds. This is a tweet from Micah Adams, who's great on the NBA. He basically put up a 20-20 on 10 shots. The complete list of guys to do that in a finals game, Bill Russell and Wilt. That's it. <laughs> Love to be in that company. That's pretty solid, huh? Not too bad. Yeah, so they looked, I mean, pretty much everybody dazzled for the Suns last night. And uh, for the Bucks, I mean, early when it really mattered. I know the Middleton and the box score ended up looking pretty good. The overall numbers that he put up. Lopez maybe surprised some people with how many points he scored. Again, Giannis popped off the court because we were expecting him to be, you know, looking like uh, his leg was going to be nearly broken, but it wasn't even close to that. And then Drew Holiday had another stinker. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. And again, you know, he's, he's passive. He comes out a little reluctant. And he was just asked on national TV when he had a great game against the Hawks. Barkley put him on the spot and said, why don't you play like that every single game? He's like, I don't know. I need to do it more often. I hear it all the time. And he comes out and throws up a complete dud in game one. That kills him. Well, you, you and I have talked about this. The Bucks big three, rarely do you have all three play well on the same night. Yep. There's a lot of nights you get two out of three. And last night, Holiday did not show up. Four for 14, 0 for 4 from three. And uh, he wasn't good enough. And that was another big story in the game last night. So We all know about the, uh, it was documented on this show and many, many other places before the game. The Bucks struggles in Game 1s going back, and then plus what the home team has done in the NBA Finals now for almost two decades. Mm-hmm. It continued last night, and here's an example with the Bucks. I went back and looked um, all the way to 2019, and uh, it, it is, this is not like a fluke. It happens all the time. They did sweep the Heat this year in the playoffs, but they won Game 1 by 2. It was a struggle. They were fortunate to win that game, yeah. and then they came out after that, and they took care of the Heat in the next three games, and it was really never a struggle. Uh, the series after that, the Nets, they lost game one, and they were plus four, 115-107. to 107. How they bounced back, remember they were minus two. Harden was up in the air in that game. I think mm-hmm. that was the game where he, uh, was game two where he played like 50 seconds and he left? Yeah, he left that game early. They lost 125-86, to 86, so no good bounce back there. Game one against the Hawks, they were laying eight. They lost game one by three. They came back and won 125-91. to 91. If you go back to last year, in the bubble in Orlando. Well, the Heat killed them. They took them out in five games. So game one, they beat Milwaukee by 11. They came out in game two and beat them again by two. Even last year in the bubble, when I think they were laying to win a series, they're like minus 100,000 or whatever to win the series. It was sure. one of the highest series prices of all time. They lost game one by a dozen to the Magic. <laughs> and then they killed them after that. Right. Go back to 2019. Uh, the, the semifinals against the Celtics. The Bucks lost game one at home, 112-90. to 90, And they came back and they t- took the next four games in a row against Boston to eventually advance to the uh, conference finals that year, and they lost to the, the Raptors in six games. Yeah, you can't deny those trends. We talked about it yesterday. James Alberino pointed it out. Milwaukee now 1-7 against the spread in the last eight game ones. I've lost those games by a combined now 98 points. Against the number. Yep. After last night. Uh, that game closed five at most spots. I actually laid five and a half with the Suns, and I bet it again at four and a half before tip. And I also bet the Suns at minus 205. Uh, so that game turned out well for me. But uh, I gave some of it back on the golf match. Ah. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, bet the underdog in the golf match. Didn't work out so well. Tom Brady. You stunk. He was not great. <laughs> he definitely was not That's great. Okay. Um, we'll get to that in a I think second. I will get over it. Yeah, I think, I think maybe Tom's going to be okay. 
So the updated series price now is Suns minus 350. Yeah, well, I mean, that's understandable. When you uh, win game one at home and you were, you know, almost minus 200 to win the series before it starts, it's to be expected. And, you know, here's the big deal. Series are all about adjustments. Can Bud and his staff come up with the right adjustments defensively to slow down the Suns? I'm not sure. so sure they can. Uh, so... So the Suns I, are going to. I think the series is going to go the Suns' way from here. And I, I still like, like I said yesterday, I still like the Suns in six. How about you? Oh yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think the Bucks can come back and win Game Two. Oh sure. Right, but in the series, I think for the most part, especially if if Giannis is not going to be at a hundred percent for the series, or maybe the injury comes back to bite him in the mm-hmm. ass a little bit here. They, I think, after Game One, we don't we know that they absolutely have to have him. Because otherwise, defensively, the Suns will do whatever they want the entire sure. game. I mean, what do you want to do? You tell us how you're going to try to defend us, and here's exactly how we're going to take you apart. And how you ever adjust, we're going to be better at it than you are anyway. So I don't know what the options are for Budenholzer defensively, because the Suns have so many different weapons and the way that they can hit them. Well, Brooke Lopez can't match up with DeAndre Ayton. No, no. You know, and that's going to be a big problem for uh, the Bucks as they try to bounce back and uh, come back in this series. I'm not sure they can overcome those deficiencies. For the Bucks to be able to win this series, they're going to have to have the big three playing lights out offensively at the same time. That means uh, Holiday and Middleton are going to be firing on the same night uh, with the freak. And, uh, you know, we just haven't seen that happen consistently. So I think my regret in this is not betting the Suns at a, you know, a good price when we had the chance in the series. Right. Uh, we, we did actually see the Bucks at one point. I know one book in town opened the Bucks as series favorites. And uh, I wanted to grab the Suns at a plus price and didn't get there in time. But game one turned out pretty well. We'll see what happens in game two. I think you're going to continue to see over money uh, based on what we saw last night that people are going to expect a high-scoring high series. Good call by JVT. He said mm-hmm. uh, Bridges over one-and-a-half three-pointers made yesterday. That came in. He played well. Again, pretty much everybody, even the bench like last night. And they have some guys that can give them minutes. I mean, you got to like Cam Johnson off the bench. When Payne can come off the bench and CP3 is there in the starting lineup, obviously, uh, they're deeper than Milwaukee. They're better coached. And uh, let's be honest here. The, the point guard running things right now, Chris Paul is playing out of his mind. So when he's going to give you that effort every single game and give you that kind of production and you have no idea what you're going to get from a guy like Drew Holiday, he can be sensational or he can be like last night. The edge, I think, clearly is uh, with the Suns. It's, it is. The Bucks shot 16 for 36 from three. It was 44 percent and yep. still lost by double digits that's a bad sign because they're not going to shoot from three uh that well most nights yep that's exactly that's a great point i mean think about that outscored them again by what 15 from downtown mm-hmm. and you lost the game by 13 they'll have nights where they make eight threes in this series oh sure so then what happens trouble you, you lose Big by 30 the bucks yeah well All chris right. paul and devin booker were lights out last night if you bet chris paul to win mvp you're off to a good start because uh, the guy had 32 points and uh nine assists with only two turnovers shot four for seven from three and uh I, right now it looks like a two horse race between paul and booker for mvp yeah ayton with a great game last night ayton did have a so, great game but i still don't think you know he had 22 and 19 for some reason i just don't think he's going to get mvp i think it's going to yeah. go to one of those guards again you have to think about it like this how will voters consider which person they're going to give it to right. when this is like a, um, it's almost going to be, and, and Paul will probably deserve it if they win the series, but they're also going to say like career achievement thing for him. Well, it's now, a sentimental vote. Too. Of course it is. Chris yes. Paul, 
probably going to get the, uh, you know, if it's somewhat even, most voters are going to say, well, let's give it to Chris Paul, the veteran. Like you said, a career, a career achievement award. Yep, yep. Okay, so yesterday overall was a solid day in sports. Uh, last night with Game 1 of the Finals, you had that great match between Italy and Spain. Italy advances, and then that led right into the match, that beautiful golf course in Montana. Oh, that was awesome. That was, I'm telling you, Matt, they need to come up with a way to do more of these, like midweek. Give us a match like once a month or once every two months somewhere, four different players, whatever you want to make it, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere across the world or the country that we've never seen before. That golf course was incredible. Loved it. Uh, Moonlight Basin up in uh, Montana. And uh, the shots of the course were incredible. Charles Barkley cracked me up. I, he had never been to Montana, mm-hmm. and he was one of the commentators. I don't know how many times he said, man, I'm really impressed by this Montana place. And uh, <laughs> they, they had the shots of the grizzly bears and the wolf and everything running around the course out there last night. It was a fantastic uh, course with great views. I mean, it, you watch it, and it makes you want to go up there and play it. 100%. I was going to call Brent Musburger and say, hey, can you get us a tee time? Uh, let's, let's get a foursome on the, uh, on the course up in Montana. Big sky looked like uh, it was a great setting for an event like this. And uh, didn't run out of daylight, even though the event kind of dragged on. I think one one of the um, and I, I did bet the underdog and lost. And this one I took plus one sixty on the Brady Mickelson team. And really, Mickelson, my, my thinking there was that I've read a lot about how Brady has been working tirelessly on his golf game. It uh-huh. has improved dramatically. And Aaron Rodgers said, "You know, I haven't really been playing much. Typical, too cool, Aaron Rodgers. I've yeah. been playing, you know, whatever." I thought that Mickelson was going to outplay DeChambeau. And the reason being, DeChambeau was going to try to, you know, put on his circus freak act where he's just going to, his head was going to pop off. He's going to swing as hard as he can, trying mm-hmm. to bomb drives at altitude. And that's what he did. I, I thought for the most part, DeChambeau was awful. He was. Uh, for about half of this, con- half of this uh, event or more, he was awful. And in fact, in one stretch, the DeChambeau Rogers team used Aaron Rodgers' drive on seven out of eight holes. How is that possible that a professional golfer who won the U.S. Open last year uses his team uses his drive on one out of eight holes? Yeah. Isn't it kind of embarrassing for him? I, I would think so. Yes, yeah. but DeChambeau's just trying to put on a show and hit as many bombs. He wants to go five hundred yards if he can. Sure. Uh, I know you're happy because and uh, we we talked about this prop yesterday. Will DeChambeau hit a four hundred and fifty yard drive on that seven hundred and seventy seven yard par five that was downhill? I said the whole key was if he hits the fairway, he's going to get 100 yards a roll, and he could hit a 500-yard drive. Yeah. Well, he hit the fairway, but then it veered off. The ball, and by the way, poor work by the TNT camera crew. You can tell these guys don't televise golf too often. How many times can you lose sight of the, the ball? The, the whole time I'm pulling my hair out. Where, where's the <laughs> where's, damn ball? I can't, the what ball? Do you got, yeah, what's where's the camera the... on right now? What are we looking at? More blades of grass? <laughs> it was terrible camera work. Yeah. But anyway, on that whole... I know you were trying to find the ball, and so was I. And it looked like a bomb off the tee, and Mickelson's yep. like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Yep. That's one of the best drives ever seen. And then you can't see the ball where it veered off the fairway, rolled into the rough, and it was still 480 yards. If that had stayed on, 480. The, fair, if that had stayed yep. on the fairway, DeChambeau said, man, that might have been 550. Yep. But you well, got that prop over 450 yards of plus 165, right? I did, yeah. yeah. And we'll discuss uh, today's Major League Baseball card coming up next.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. We are live today from the OddTrader.com studio at Circa Resort and Casino, OddTrader.com. Download the free OddTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. Get real-time bet tracking. You can also compare sportsbook sign-up bonuses at OddTrader.com. We're going to pull an audible here. We'll push baseball back to the next segment. Uh, we'll continue our discussion talking about golf and what we saw with the match last night. Um, let me ask you this. What what if Xander Schauffele... Or Colin Morikawa consistently putted as well as Aaron Rodgers did last night? Uh, Shoffley would have at least two major wins, and Morikawa would have at least one more. Yeah. Seriously, Aaron Rodgers was so good with the putter last night, I was amazed. I saw his eye. I was actually kind of blown away at one point. Yeah. Like, he's not going to miss. And he didn't miss the, uh, the putt to clinch the, the match either. And uh, his celebration was a little bit awkward. Oh, he's an odd guy. He is. He, that's a good way to put it, Mitch. He is an odd guy. He hits the putt, and he has like a hesitation before a fist pump. He goes, yes, sir. Yeah. And then kind of a half-hearted hug, and then uh, I, don't know, I don't know what was going on there, but that was he's got to work on his celebration a little bit. And uh, I also say this. 
It doesn't make up for losing the NFC Championship game at Lam- Lambeau Field to Tom Brady. <laughs> no, it does Just not. Just because you beat him in the match, that doesn't make up for the Packers' loss to the Bucks in the NFC title game. I'm, I'm a little ticked off because I've lost twice now. I bet on Rodgers and the Packers in the NFC title game, mm-hmm. and I bet on Brady and Mickelson last night. Last so night? I've lost two straight uh, Rodgers-Brady heads-up matches. <laughs> Between these guys. <laughs> uh, I, so... In terms of the overall broadcast yeah. itself, yes, the, the golf course obviously jumped off the screen. It was majestic. It was breathtaking. Loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. So it makes you wonder just how many golf courses exist across the entire oh world that we've never seen that would just be like so good on TV, mm-hmm. right? Or people would love to play, obviously. Um, you know, it was interesting, too. There were no houses on that course right? last night. I'm not sure if that's in, in one of the uh, national parks or, or what the deal was, but... Um, yeah, there were no homes on the course, and that's the number three rated private course in Montana. That's number I, three. I think the Yellowstone Club might be one or two, and that's understandable that the Yellowstone Club would be a little bit better, but I'd like to see it. I'm sure it's a very comparable course, but phenomenal golf course last night. Loved the setting, and I love the match. Mm-hmm. Like, you was great at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, let's call it 2.30. Sure. We had a half-hour pregame show, right, uh, to watch uh, a pretty cool betting event. In the middle of the afternoon, I thought was a good deal. Uh, you could do two of these this summer. Why not? Yeah. I think you you don't want to overkill. You don't want too many of them, but I don't see why you can't do another match. And I don't want to see Charles Barkley necessarily a part of it. I like to see guys who are decent players. Sure. And Phil Mickelson's really entertaining. So Mickelson's got to be a part of it. Well, I think Mickelson was made for an event like last oh, night. Yeah. He's a great talker, great trash talker. Yep. He's perfect for something like the match. DeChambeau was good for last night because he could hit those bombs in altitude. But I think the, the second golfer is, uh, could be a rotation, could be diff- different players. And you could also, I, even though Rodgers played so well, and I like Brady being a part of the event, I think you could replace Rodgers with, uh, with somebody else because his personality just doesn't light up the screen. It's kind of like me. Well, it's, <laughs> it's like, let's be honest here. Like last night, you can find a combination of Either really good golfers, right, and and pair them Mickelson and another pro with two other athletes who are super solid. And we're going to see it coming up with the American Century Classic, right? Like you could put Romo in one of these things. Tony Romo would be outstanding. I think that'd be yeah. a phenomenal idea. To Romo, have him get, you know, with Brady or Romo. I, I like the quarterbacks going head to head with Rogers and Brady. Yep. That was pretty cool. You could put Romo against somebody else. Tony Romo. How about Michael Jordan as part of oh, an event like this? That would be great. They asked Barkley last night, do you have yeah. any pull with that? He goes, uh, <laughs> nah, years ago, maybe, but MJ not anymore. He doesn't talk to Chuck anymore. Yeah, yeah. but also it's they're, they're trying to talk to the guys the entire time. They have them mic'd up, and Brady has his moments for sure on TV where he's talking trash, and it's like, okay, that was a good one-liner. I think Brady's pretty good. Good zinger. Yeah. yeah. Rodgers, again, he's kind of tough to understand. He's a low he talker. Mumbles. Yeah, he mumbles. Uh, Talks softly. He's uh, he's but, not great for an event like that. Let me and I I will say this too. I was kind of pleasantly surprised by DeChambeau because I was expecting like the worst personality of all time. I, he wasn't that bad. He was okay. But also, just be, what would you be like if you were locked in a bar with Rogers and DeChambeau, and that would be it? Just was it? Oh, you just wanted. Where's the shot? Well, I would be looking for the shots anyway. Yeah, I know, but it's uh, like... It'd be very awkward. Oh, it'd be... That you, those, could you have a conversation guys. for more than 30 seconds? I don't think so. I, I don't know if you could. I don't think so. I thought Phil had a good line late when they were trying to knock down a putt to win a hole. He said, hey, it's, we're down we're down two. This is like fourth and three. Yeah, we're right. down eight <laughs> points. We're not going to kick a field goal. 
right? In yeah. reference to what the Packers good. did in the playoff game. Now, Phil's a great trash talker. Phil's really good at that. Uh, he's the third most profitable starting pitcher to date and tied for the best under record in the league. He goes today. Details on that coming up next. Hey, if you were looking for a hot tip to bet on, BetRivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the BetRivers app or BetRivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips, and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it, try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Again, tap tips. If you're looking for a hot tip, offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Little baseball here. How about Otani last night on the mound? Uh, man, he was strong. He he kind of cleaned out the, the walks. Uh, he never well. He had a double last night and an RBI in his one hit. Mm-hmm. Did not homer, but he went seven strong innings last night, and the Angels got the win over the Red Sox, and uh, they got to Evaldi last night in that game. So that happened, and then you know, making the case for Chris Bassett all week, going back uh, to when I bet him a week and a half ago. You, I it, bet him yesterday. This, I mean, it's a three nothing lead for Bassett going to the bottom of the first. Three nothing. Can you, can you get out of there and just you know get to the second? You, you know, think you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, you are. Chris Bassett with the uh, a three run rate. In fact, he was up six to two in the game. I, you know, I'm going to sort of draw a line through that start last night because I was watching it. And it was a hot, humid night in Houston. The ball was flying. And that's really, let's face it, that's like a, a cracker box. When, yes. when the ball is flying, it's tough on pitchers in the Minute Maid Park in Houston. Jordan Alvarez hit two homers off Bassett last night. And Bassett was up 6-3 in the bottom of the fifth, two runners on, and Alvarez is at the plate. And I'm watching, I say, okay, Bassett, keep the ball inside because don't let this guy get his arms extended. I hate that. I hate that short left field porch in Houston. The Crawford boxes. Yep. And what's Bassett do? He leaves one out over the plate. Alvarez hits opposite field. It looks like a routine fly ball, sure. and it just pff, flies into the Crawford boxes. Three run homer, six six game. I just uh, it was a little disgusting how that happened. Bassett didn't have it last night. Didn't have his best, but again, I think a lot of it had to do with it was just a night for offense. In Houston, the ball was flying, and uh, that thing that, that that's going to happen once in a while. That's uh, the same Astros team that couldn't score against the Baltimore sure. Orioles a week ago. Well, the thing is, too, Valdez had been really good. Yeah, he got hammered, and he got absolutely destroyed last night. So both starting pitchers uh, were no good. Um, so you had that game going on along with Otani being really, really good. The Mets game with Degrom got rained out. So today going. Uh, when you look at overall the most profitable uh, pitchers in Major League Baseball to this point, Chris Flexen, of course, still leads overall. The team, uh, the Mariners are 11 and four in his starts. If you're betting 100 bucks a game on Chris Flexen starts, you're up 865 dollars mm-hmm. at this point. Aaron Savali is number two for Cleveland, and then Casey. My- think about this: 
And this tells you, okay, the, the Tigers are 9-7 and seven in Casey My starts. That's amazing, really. But you're plus $812 if you're betting 100 bucks a game. Yeah, you're only two games over 500, but up eight units. That's wild. Yeah, that is wild. So he's catching, you know, some serious money in almost every one of his starts. And he's been, he's been effective because uh, he also is tied with Joe Ross. They're the two best underpitchers in all of baseball. Yeah, I think uh, the three the three bottom guys on that list: Gil, uh, Gilbert for the Seattle Mariners mm-hmm. and Tawan Walker of the uh, the Mets. A lot of baseball betters, I think, have figured out that those guys have been uh, profitable when they've when they've been on the mound. I'm not sure many people know that about Mice of the Tigers. Yeah, but uh, Walker has been really good for the Mets. In fact, they're 12 and three in his starts. Up about eight units, which is uh, means basically he's at about a pick and price. But um, I'm not sure. I, I think the Yankees might catch. Uh, they're going to catch Gilbert tomorrow night. I was he. Yeah, I got to check the probables on that. And the Yankees' offense exploded last night, yeah. and they scored those 12 runs. So Yankees beat up on Justice Sheffield, a former Yankees yeah. prospect, and hammered him early, 12 to one last night. Yankees put a beating on Seattle. And uh, our favorite guy, Matt Harvey, goes today. Yeah. And there's a 20-cent move overnight <laughs> on this game. Uh-huh. Ryu opened up minus 215 for the Blue Jays. He's down to minus 196. And I, the, the, I jumped off the fade Harvey train, uh, mm. I don't know, maybe a week ago. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet today. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass. You're going to pass today? Many bizarre things happening in baseball. And I, I think the Orioles have won Harvey's last two starts, right? And he's been actually, he's been okay. He's been respectable. Been, yes, he has. Um, and one of the best pitchers in baseball goes, and you don't hear a lot of respect for Zach Wheeler at this point, but his numbers are absolutely phenomenal. In fact, I'll go back to May 6th for Zach Wheeler. This is uh, 11 games started. He has a 1.31 ERA in that time, a 1.67 FIP. Like every imaginable number for two months now for Zach Wheeler is right there. It's, you know, DeGrom's numbers are the best. I mean, he's uh, having one of the best years we've ever seen. But right behind him is Zach Wheeler. Uh-huh. Strikeouts are there. The uh, whip has been phenomenal. Like, every great metric here on this guy is tremendous. And yet, you don't hear a lot of buzz about him. And they're laying a dollar forty ish in that neighborhood today against the Cubs, who, by the way, oh, geez. wow, are they bad. You know, that's one thing we, we have to admit. We talked a couple weeks ago about... Uh, the Cubs might be a play uh, to win that division. What yeah. were the Cubs at one point? They were fourteen to one. Is that right? Did That's right. When they were like only a few back, only a few games back, and fourteen to one to win the division. Well, you might not want to bet the Cubs now. Eleven straight losses. People were suggesting last night that they're waving the white flag now. Have they, the Cubs have not won since they had that combined no hitter with Zach Davies starting against That's the Dodgers. Right. That's right. Eleven straight losses. Yep. Will they, will they now sell? We thought it was absurd. You know, an, an absurd discussion that they might trade Chris Bryant. Is that back on the table? Is uh-huh. that idea back on the table? How the tide has turned all of a sudden, right? And things they, can change quickly in baseball. You're talking in two weeks, the Cubs season's gone from promising to pitiful. From a team legitimately, like on the brink of, you know, maybe taking the lead in their division. Yeah. To now being, okay, we kind of understand that they're going to get rid of Chris Bryant. Here you go. Major League Baseball team road results since throwing the no-hitter. April 25th, Mad Bum threw a seven-inning no-hitter against the Braves. 
Post-no-hitter, Diamondbacks lost the next 24 on the road. May 5th, John Means, no-hitter at the Mariners. Post-no-hitter, Orioles dropped next 20 road games. June 24th, Zach Davies, the bullpen, tossed a goodbye no-hitter at the Dodgers. Since then, Cubs lost every single game. Well, they lost nine games that were all on the road. <laughs> right after that no-hitter was thrown. Padres actually got a no-hitter from Joe Musgrove. And uh, they have not been very good on the road since, uh, not not been very good on the road yep. all season. But, yeah, what's happened to the Cubs has been, uh, uh, I think, hard to predict. Up next, Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final is set for tonight. Jeff Davis is in charge of making NHL numbers here at Circus Sports. What did he make the number? We'll ask him coming up. Join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes every week. Don't wait. Sign up now, and new customers get a deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. It's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Wanted to clean something up about Casey Mize from the previous segment. Thank you to Joe on Twitter, uh, I missed this. In his last start, he was taken out after three innings, a part of A.J. Hinch's plan. Mm-hmm. I noticed that he went three innings, but I no injury. The Tigers are keeping Mize to two or three innings over the next couple of starts. Innings restrictions is the plan here. Well, probably smart. Protect a young pitcher, especially when you're way out of the race. Mm-hmm. Jeff Davis joins the show now here early on a Wednesday as we're getting ready for game number five of the Stanley Cup Final, and Jeff makes all of the NHL numbers here at Circus Sports. Good morning, Jeff. How are you today? All right, we just lost Jeff for a minute. We'll get him right back. So, Stanley Cup Final Game 5 tonight in Tampa. Mm -hmm. And at Circa right now, Mitch, the uh, Lightning minus 215, total of 5.5. And that is uh, shaded under minus 155. If you lay the 1.5 on the puck line, plus 130, you have a play on tonight's Game 5? I know you had the Canadians futures ticket for the series. Did you ever get an opportunity to hedge? Any no, I did not. I did not. So I basically need them to uh, bounce back to win another one tonight, obviously. I don't know. Does that, does that ticket have any life whatsoever? Yes, they won Game number 4, but now it goes back to Tampa. And um, i got to tell you, how did they survive that first period the other night? I decided that the expected goals I think I saw at one point was like two and a half to zero point one five or whatever, mm-hmm. and they eventually had the lead, which was just absolutely. But that's hockey. That's we've seen it a thousand times. All right, we got Jeff Davis on hockey golf odds maker from Circuit Sports. Uh, Jeff Mitch was just asking how did the uh, Canadians survive that first period the other night, but they survive and they st- stay alive, take it back to Tampa for Game Five. Lightning minus two fifteen here at Circuit. What do you expect to see tonight? 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. (laughs) All right. Bad phone connection today. Bad phone connection. Um... Can they win a game five? I guess. I guess they can. Sure. I mean, that's, you know, but Tampa Bay has clearly been the better team so far in this series, Matt. And it's, uh, you know, it's again, we talk about matchups. And maybe when you look back, people can say, well, man, don't you think that the Golden Knights are really kicking themselves right now for not getting by this Montreal team? But the matchup there was the Golden Knights, um, their power play was horrendous. And the, the, the penalty kill for the Canadians is Unbelievable, right? So that's a bad combination for the Golden Knights. Well, now you go and you advance it to Tampa Bay, and the Lightning have just weapons across the board that they can come out there, and they have one of the best power plays. Mm -hmm. So that kind of changes things. Well, that also changes things. Carey Price has not played very well in goal for Montreal. Right. Uh, During the season, he might be wearing down a little bit. Obviously, that's uh, we saw that with Mark Andre Fleury in Vegas, and uh, Carey Price has had to do a lot to get to help the Canadians get this far. Uh, so he has not been that good in this series, but uh, he was good enough in uh, game game four to keep uh, the series alive. I, I'm not sure how I would bet tonight's game. I think you'd maybe take a chance and play the puck line minus one and a half. 
Like I said, here at Circa right now, that's a plus 130. But uh, I'm not going to have a play on the game. That's just that's just talk. There's no money behind that. Will you, will you consider puck line or no? That's what I said. I would consider betting you the consider, puck consider, yeah. Okay. But I said I, that's just talk. I don't, yeah, I'm not yeah. backing that up with yeah. actual money. Yeah. I do see a five um, on the screen here. I believe uh, I did see a five and a half at Circa. Actually. It was five and a half on the total here. Yeah, yeah five and a half on the total here at Circa and five at the other books. So, interesting. Uh, where it's been pretty much... For the most part, it's been an under-series, but um, hmm. last game, of course, a push when it went to five overall, and uh, the Canadians got them in overtime. I think they're just outmanned. They're just they're completely... It's a great story, mm-hmm. but Tampa Bay has too many things, um, too, too many guys they can throw at them. Uh, have you made your final bets yet for the golf tournaments that we have coming up this weekend? We have two of them. They begin tomorrow, the John Deere and the Scottish. Yeah, I don't know about final bets, but I do have some bets down. and Nothing big this week. But in the uh, John Deere Classic in Silvis, Illinois, this is one of the easiest par 71s on the PGA Tour. And it's going to be somewhere to last week's Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit, where the winner is going to be somewhere around 20 under par. Uh, you're probably going to see some bombs near the top of the leaderboard on the weekend. Daniel Berger is the favorite. When I, uh, I handicapped this before I even looked at the odds, I had Daniel Berger uh, rated by far my number one player on the board this week, and he came out at 11 to one, 12 to one as a favorite. Right now, it's circa plus 12.50. I like Berger this week. I, I don't mind betting the favorite in a tournament like this if he's at 12 to one. It's different if you're betting a favorite at seven to one, eight to one, ten to one. But 12 to one, I think, is actually a decent number on Berger, who I think's got a pretty good shot to win the tournament this week. Beyond him. When you're talking about uh, course form and current form, Russell Henley, 22 to one. Jeff, uh, Kevin Streelman, uh, Seamus Power, guys between 20 and uh, 40 to one figure in there. But we've got Jeff Davis back on the line, so let's take it back to Jeff. I'll try one more time here with uh, Jeff time. Davis Third here at Circus Sports. Jeff, do you have us? I do. Okay, very good. Um, but so we're on golf right now. Who, is there anybody that you like? Who do you? Um, are, who are you looking at this week in the John Deere and also maybe the Scottish Open? John Deere is uh, sure an interesting event. Uh, I mean, the course is, I'm actually a bit surprised they play a PGA event on it. It's winning scores in the 20s every year. And you look at some of the guys that won, and it's all whoever is a good putter seems to win this event, as generally is the case when these things become putting contests. Uh, and you look at the top of the board, and, and the guys who are, the favorite should be, but do you really want 14, 15 to one on a guy like Brian Harmon or, you know, 22, 25 to one on a guy like Kevin Streelman, great players that just don't seem to win a lot. So this weekend, you just got to look down the board and find a guy maybe that's been rolling the ball pretty well. And maybe things are going well for them. Also, it's a tournament where you have all these guys that are kind of the same. Yeah. They're not the same, but, it's really difficult to price events like this when surely not that many good golfers in the field. So just finding somebody that you think might, might come through this week at a big number is, is really the way to go. And it's just baffling. This one, it just baffles me. (laughs) It is. It's it's kind of a guessing game with a tournament like this. Last week, um, Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and I had the leaderboard basically covered in Detroit, but Cam Davis was a winner at triple digit odds. How many bets did you have on uh, Cam Davis last week, Jeff? Cam Davis was 
a really good result for us. We did, uh, someone came in and had a bet on Cam Davis uh, when it went to the playoff. So uh, someone cashed in nicely, but uh, he was a pretty good result for us. It was Neiman and Merritt were mostly break even. So it worked out the best for us. Uh, and back to the John Deere, the one guy I think is, might be a little bit mispriced this week is Steve Stricker. Uh, I've seen him as high as 75 to one. Uh, I, I know he's on the champions tour and he's in his early fifties. He's won here three times and he's one of the best putters on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know the circus sports odds board has him in the thirties. Uh, he's mm-hmm. just so much more of an accomplished player than all of these guys in the 30 to 75 range. Uh, to me, it, it, this is the he's the guy that sticks out to me the most this week as is seemingly overpriced. Yeah, two of the guys have had the uh, the most success on this course. Steve Stricker's at thirty one to one at Circa, and uh, Zach Johnson at forty four. And uh, like you said, I think it's going to be a putting contest as well. How about we got some big name players in the Scottish Open this week? Your favorite on the board is uh, John Rahm at plus six twenty five. Xander Shoffley up there at about ten. To one, Colin Morikawa at twelve to one. Anybody you like in the Scottish Open, Jeff? Yeah, this is a great event because the last two years, the two years they've played at this course, the weather has been wildly different. Uh, there's been one where it's been super windy and the winning score was eleven, and there was one where it was no wind at all and the winning score was twenty-two. Uh, this year, no wind at all the first three days. And because of all the COVID stuff last year, there were like very, very few, if any, American players that went over there. And now the challenge is deciding if how much better are guys like Rom, Shoffley, Morikawa than the European players. And figuring that out has been somewhat of a challenge. Uh, you're, again, it's probably going to turn into a birdie fest. Yeah, I would like to think the course is a bit more challenging than the John Deere is. Uh, another interesting facet is there are five par threes this week. So I kind of took a look at guys who go low, guys who can make birdies, guys who can make putts, and some par three scoring. Uh, one guy that kind of popped out to me was Callum Hill, a young Scottish guy that has played well of late, uh, top 25 on the European tour in the three categories I mentioned. I found him as high as 160 to one. Uh, and again, in a putting contest, really anyone can win. Uh, so I thought he was a bit interesting this week. Yeah, I bet him last week with uh, no luck. Mitch? Uh, Jeff, we have like uh, 45 seconds here. Uh, is your Canadians ticket live, or are they dead tonight? It's live because they get to play hockey still. Uh, <laughs> that being that being said, they really were, uh, they were really dominated in Game 4. Carey Price stole that one. Uh, that being said, they dominated Game 2, and, and Vasilevsky stole that game yep. for Tampa, so... Uh, are they live? Yes. Do I think they're going to win tonight? No. Uh, if they get to game six, uh, I would be careful if I were the Lightning. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, pal, thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. You got it. Yep, there you go. Jeff Davis, Assistant Sportsbook Manager here at Circus Sports. Apologize for the technical difficulties. That's what happens from uh, time to time. Jeff's going to be on with us again next week to preview the British Open. British Open. The last major of the year, Mitch. Can you believe it? We're at the fourth and no, final major. It already. is absolutely zip by. The Masters seems like it was uh, a month ago. And here we are beyond July 4th already. Updated series price, NBA Finals, Game 5 of the Stanley Cup, coming up next here on VSIN.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free at- 